Hello and welcome to Untold Lives of Women with me, your host, the Nairobi Feminist. On today's episode, I have a very special guest and I'll have her introduce herself. But before we even get there, please make sure to subscribe so that you can get notified whenever we have a new episode. And also you can search us on all social media platforms at The Nairobi Feminist or simply Google The Nairobi Feminist and you'll find all my content my, from my blog to my podcast to my social media platforms to my YouTube channel and anything that you are looking to find out you'll find out from there so without any further ado i'll have her introduce herself and then we can get on from there uh thank you so much i'm so honored and humbled my name is pauline juma the director and the founder of rebirth of a queen i am a journalist by profession and a storyteller i i love storytelling it's it's my way of healing it's my way of telling uh stories that are not told and uh, it's my it's my way of living uh rebirth of a queen is an organization that supports and champions for the rights of survivors of gender-based violence through healing creating a safe space and uh, offering them a safe house and empowerment and that's called rebirth of a queen of a queen and what made you start that organization uh, I, I keep saying that Rebirth of a Queen is a story. It's a story of me, Pauline Juma, living as a survivor of sexual and gender-based violence as a teenager in Kibera. And uh, it's a story that I, 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 I keep desiring to write to the world and tell it positively. What really made me start Rebirth of a Queen is uh, offering a safe space for that 16-year-old girl like me who is sexually abused and has no space to go and has no one to speak to. It's uh, that orphan who has no one to offer them help and uh, the people she has entrusted her life with are actually abusing her. So the, the main reason why I started Rebirth of a Queen was me telling my story in a way that I would really wanted it to be told. I really wanted to have a, a safe space as a teenager, but since I didn't have it, it's now my opportunity to offer that safe space for other teenagers living in the vulnerable areas. Sorry, I didn't hear the question. The journey, oh, the journey is not... <laughs> the journey has not been easy since I was 16. It, uh, it's, it's not been an easy journey. You know, uh, being a child, being raised in a very humble background, and uh, you, we knew nothing about uh, mental, mental health or mental wellness. And uh, I just, after going through abuse, and I had to stay silent to protect my, my mother, as it was said, I lived my life trying to find ways of surviving and uh, me finding ways of surviving meant that I had to make mistakes after mistakes after mistakes after mistakes to be able to find myself out and uh, I would say from 16 to around 20 I can't I can't really tell how I lived all those years because it was me surviving from one abuse to another surviving one abuse to another until I was able to reach out uh, within and uh, desired a different life. Yeah. Wow. You know, so many people out here are struggling, you know, with abuse and also with their mental health. You know, when you, tr- when you go through traumatic events, so when you just, 
go through a bunch of things in your life that really make you question the, what life really is about you know we really and we don't have help or you know we're tra- struggling to find you know a balance of how you know we need to survive we need to eat we need to have shelter but at the same time you know it's really hard for most people to prioritize their mental health you know and to seek help and also at the same time it's it's really expensive to seek help So yeah. you you then later started your safe house and as a safe space for women and children for is it just women and children or it's just and if anyone in who needs help It's a uh, teenage girls young women and children That's beautiful so you started this space for women to come um how has it been for you you know because what i'm trying to ask is you know going through trauma and then you get to witness this all over and over again with you know with the children with the women and children who come to you seeking refuge and help how do you deal with that emotionally i would say i would say running the safehouse has been healing for me and when i say healing uh healing has never been linear that is for me there are days i wake up and i'm so proud of the work that i do and i'm so proud that these women get to find help finally for themselves and i i am sometimes i'm so proud that uh, at least i've offered someone a space to to be themselves and there are days i actually wake up and i'm like i can't do this anymore i can't take the emotions because the emotions that come uh with running a safe house there are so many we have moments when you're so happy we have moments when you're betrayed we have moments when you're stepped down even with the survivors that you rescue but uh i've learned so much being a survivor myself and uh also learning the the both the positive and the negative ways of uh supporting other people uh, because i've been i'm in that journey i've been in that journey and i know there are days i could i could be a very good person and i know there are days i could look at everyone as an enemy and decide to take revenge on everyone so for me running the safe house has been a healing i would i would put it as healing yeah what's the one thing you would like to tell someone who's been maybe the 16 year old version of yourself a young girl who's out there who who's struggling who's been abused and has had to keep quiet the 16 year old who doesn't know what to do where to go if the world will ever be a good place again you know what would you tell that young girl uh coincidentally i love writing letters to my younger self i love writing letters to my 5 year old because you know that is that is the only time i can remember i was so happy from 5 to around 8 years that is the only time i remember i i can't remember and my mom can really affirm that i was so happy in those moments i think it's because i didn't know what life was at that moment and uh, i I I just had everything that I I wanted when I was little until when I turned 10 and I had I had to be the big sister to my family to my siblings and uh basically what I would tell my 16 year old and uh, to any other child or girl outside uh that uh, perpetrators have no power it is your voice that they depend on So the moment they silence you that is when they win but the moment you take charge of your voice and speak out that is when they lose and that is when you protect more other people around you 
definitely you know that's the thing as long as you 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 stay silent they still win your yes. voice is the most important and it doesn't matter what it doesn't matter what they say you have yeah. to find a way to speak it um on my own journey of you know being here to support all those who reach out to me um one of the biggest issues that i've found is that you know for some sometimes there's some survivors who you get you who will reach out to you and you'll give them the help that they need you know that is you know taking them to hospital getting them you know the help they need psychologically or you know fi- you know just helping them in the ways that you can getting police reports and all that you know but it gets to a point where you know you you're passionate about what you're doing and you know you want justice for them but it gets to a point where some survivors feel like you know this process is taking too long i can't keep going to the police you know the police won't do anything about it and they give up on you who has gone um gone the extra mile for them to f- try and get justice for them you know it's sometimes it's heartbreaking to see them give up on give up on getting their on justice for themselves how do you handle that and how do you you know maybe encourage them to still seek justice uh you know something that i've learned the last two years uh running the safe house it's been two years four months now is that mm-hmm. uh you can never you can never help anyone beyond the limits they've set for themselves so if i help you if i help you for a period of six months and you feel like you feel like uh you feel like you can't do it anymore I, i've learned to detach myself from the negative feelings and emotions of uh, anger of regret once i help someone even if it's for one day i i i keep telling myself that i've done something you know when that girl comes through the shelter and they don't have anywhere else to go and i offer them a bed and food for that night that is okay for me that is that is what i was meant to do at that moment and i would i would also say being a finding finding myself through spirituality every day has really given me strength because they they're so sometimes i wish i can i can really put it white and black what running the cephos is it's not it's not the good things that we post every single day there are days when you're stepped over by the people you help there are days when the people you help are actually become one of your weapons to put you down but i've learned to detach myself from anything negative and i've learned to detach myself from anything that can make me stop being kind because i i love myself being kind i love myself supporting other people this is my purpose and this is what gives me hope this is what keeps me going every single day so any time i feel like uh, it's a burden any time i feel like this is getting too hard i quickly detach myself i detach myself and i've learned to just have the authentic conversations with the girls that i rescue that this is where i can help Rebirth of a Queen will never take you through the legal process because we don't do that. We will only offer you a safe house, we will offer you basic needs, we will offer you medication therapy and we will walk you through empowerment journey. So when you come to us with expectations, it's always on the first day. We'll tell you what we can and we'll tell you what we can't do and we will remind you that Rebirth of a Queen is a self-funded safe house. No one is funding us. No one is no 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 donor as as we are we, as we are always told. No donor is supporting us. So when 
you come, just know whatever we can, that is what we will offer. And it's always the best to us. Yeah. Wow, you know, it's it's you know what you've said is really powerful because you know sometimes, you know, we go through negative things in our lives and we allow those negative moments to impact us and change who we are at the root of who we are. And you know what you said is beautiful. It's important to get to a point in your life where when you see that something is turning your positivity into negativity, it's important for you to cut it out. You know, it's yeah. important for you to just say, I love being happy. I love being okay. I love being the me that I am. And I don't want anything else to get in the way of that. And just generally cutting it out of your life. Yeah. And also, you know, I totally understand, you know, being, uh, you know, a lot of the times, you know, there, there are people who have expectations of, you know, organizations that reach out to help people. And, you know, it's really hard to, when you're self-funded because, you know, there's so much you have to try and do but you know a lot of the time there's no money to to do a lot of the things you would like to do and you know sometimes it it gets us down or it gets you know it gets to a point where a lot of the, the things are heavy but what's the one thing that makes you wake up every day and just be like you know what i'm still here and i'm going to still keep going <laughs> I think for me for me I would say I have a very beautiful picture of rebirth of a queen 10 years from now that it's always in my mind it's always it's always with me whenever I go through anything tough it's always in my mind the fact that I know 10 years from now or 15 years from now I'll have a girl who, who maybe she will have graduated from being from law school i'll have a girl who, who's going to be one of the best photographer i'll have a girl who's going to be one of the best journalists and storytellers storytellers in this world that is what really keeps me going i don't really care whether that girl they are going to be two or they're going to be three or they're going to be five or they're going to be ten but uh, that beautiful picture that one day rebirth of a queen will offer free ed- high school education for young women and young girls in the in the vulnerable community that is what keeps me going no matter what i go through and uh, just like you've said being a self-funded organization it's so hectic you have dreams you have visions you have ambitions you have uh, beautiful ideas but uh, this country especially my country kenya has taught me as long as you're poor no one cares but uh, that beautiful picture that I keep having in my mind is what really inspires me to keep going. It is what reminds me that, hey, Pauline, you still have a long way to go. You remember this picture? You remember this beautiful idea? Let's keep going. Yeah. Wow, I love I love the fact that you you're you're very positive and you're not you know your dreams you know you have your dreams and you have to achieve them regardless of what what has you know what comes your way and to be honest I rec- I really I'm I'm really impressed by what you do because you know I know it's it's not easy and you, you know in this world you know we're all given different talents and different skills and we all have a place in this world and you know some of us were chosen to to do this and to reach out to people who can't help themselves so i'm really really glad that you exist and i'm happy that i've gotten to meet you and and to just find out more about you thank you so one question I'd like to ask all my guests who come on my show is because I've in my life I've I I've had people who've surrounded me who have really impacted my life and who've always been there for me. Is there that one person who's who 
came into your life and you know did something kind for you that made you just love what women are what women represent and made you give you just give you hope in general is that one person who or one specific moment in your life where you can say wow this person really changed my life I I keep telling myself and I keep reminding everyone that I am I am never and I don't think I'll ever be a self-made woman. I don't think I'll ever be a self-made success. I am made by the people who hold me in every step of my journey. You know from the time uh, by the time I was in class 7, right now they call it grade 7. By the time I was in class 7, there was a woman who just told my mom about a scholarship in a in a different school and uh, that is how I went through my high school education through just a word of mouth of uh, a friend to my mother. And uh, after I completed my high school I stayed for around three years without uh, going back to college, and again there was a woman who came through for me and paid my college fee. And uh, I am a journalist right now because someone sacrificed uh, their their money to take me to school. And uh, through my journey, I've made I've been made by women who have held positions for me. I have been held by people who have spoken my name in rooms that. Uh, I don't think I could ever step there with, uh, just as Pauline. I have been, have been made by people who have actually stepped in for me when I was feeling so low and reminded me that Pauline, you still are queen, you still have your crown and we are going to fix it as much as we are going to do it silently. We are going to fix it and remind you that royalty is your portion. So for me, I attribute my success. I attribute my, my life to so many people who have held me and Uh, in a weird way I, al- I also attribute my life to people who have actually shown me the other side of life because uh, I've been thinking to myself the last uh, one month that I live in a very cruel world I feel like I live in a very cruel world and that is what makes me more kind every single day because that is not the world I want my children or any generation to live yeah wow you know this life will really show you that you know we're really not alone and we're all here you know we're not here just to live an existence of being alone we're here to in one way our lives should impact someone else and what would you you know so many sometimes some people feel like you know I'm tired of helping you know I don't know I don't know how I'm benefiting someone by helping them you know or someone will say I've helped them once I've helped them twice but now I don't want to help them anymore you know you're you're you you know you have shown and if anyone who's listening right now and is thinking that you know at different impact different moments of your life when someone steps in to help you to you it might be to, you, to the person who's helping it might be something small but to the person who's receiving the help it's something that they'll remember for a lifetime you know and it's it's really important for us to always you know as humans it's important to for us to understand that you know we're all in different places in life not all of us are able to be you know everything that they want to be or get to you know even eat a meal every day and it's important for us to if you can it's important to to lend a helping hand what would you like to tell anyone out there who you know to any of our listeners who would like to help or maybe even to those ones who are tired of helping um, what would you like to tell them 
To anyone who's tired of helping, let me start with them. I really understand what the world has turned us to be. But uh, sometimes I keep reminding myself that you don't, you don't need to let people change you. If you have a heart of helping, never stop helping. But again, we are also learning in self-care to help with boundaries. Help. Uh, you, you can't, you can't uh, operate with, a, with an empty cup. So always feel yourself in one way or the other. And something that I really champion for is sustainable empowerment. Whenever we are helping people, whenever we are trying to help someone, can we do our best to help that people or uh, that person or those people to be sustainable so that... Uh, if today you take a girl through school, you know, it, the, the probability of that girl coming back and, uh, and beg or coming back and being vulnerable again will be very minimum. So when we are trying to help, let's try this, uh, do sustainable helping and let's never get tired of helping. The world really has people who genuinely need that help. And the world really have people who are genuinely helping. So uh, as much as the world has shown us its worst, its worst side, it's still our responsibility to create a generation that we are going to be proud for. Sometimes you helping that one person is never that one person. You know, just like you said, when you're, when you're a giver, when you give, you feel it's, it's little. But to the receiver, it's something big. You know, for me, the person who took me through school has has helped Pauline and has helped Pauline raise more other young women. I don't think if I didn't if I didn't go through school, I'll be where I am today. So whenever you're helping someone, think of a generation. Think don't don't, don't think of that person. Think of a generation. Think of the number of people uh, you're going to impact and uh, to the receiver because most of the times we are the receivers and we are the give, uh, the givers. Whenever you receive. It's, it's, it's now the time for us to develop the culture of uh, passing it over to another person. Let us not be people who are received, who are receiving, and uh, after receiving, after we are full, we are kicking back the people who supported us. We need to pass it over to the next generation, and by that we are going to create a very good culture in this world of giving and taking it over, to, uh, passing it over to the other person. Yeah. True, I really do believe in that because you know when you help someone, they they remember what it felt like, and they'll always want to help someone. And by yeah. continuously doing that, we create a cycle where we just don't impact our lives, but we impact someone else's life, and it continues like a ripple effect. And that really, you know, it it shows you know the humanity that humanity still does exist, is still good in us, you know. And we should yeah. really take we shouldn't take that for granted, honestly. So sure. I'd really like to thank you for coming on. Is there anything else you'd like to share with uh, uh, with our listeners, so that they any ways that they can reach you or any just a parting shot or a word of wisdom you'd like to share with us? <laughs> Maybe a parting shot that I would like to uh, to pass through is that uh, people uh, just to request people to support safe houses. Most of the safe houses, especially in Kenya, are self-funded. These are people who really need your help. Sometimes when we ask for help, uh, maybe through our social media, maybe through online, that is the only way we have. That is the only... Uh, that is the only path that we have to ask for help. So support, support us, reach out to us, lift us up sometimes with encouraging words and uh, remind us that we we are still in this course together. And uh, to any person who's going through anything that they can't discuss right now, 
it's okay to feel the way you're feeling it's okay to break and sometimes i remind myself and i remind other people to allow the breaking process because sometimes it's it's necessary as much as it's hard as much as sometimes it feels impossible it is necessary to go through that breaking process but don't allow yourself to lie down forever don't allow yourself to to be broken forever don't allow yourself to stay low forever uh, it's now time for us to take the ashes and rise like the phoenix that we are and uh, to to look at our crowns once again and to remind ourselves that royalty is our space and we are here to help we are here to support we are here to hold your hands we are here to share the little that we have because this little that we have is what will make the world a better place for a lot of people yeah wow that's truly beautiful um something that um, you know maybe someone who's uh, who who's listening doesn't really understand what a safe house is could you tell us what a sa- what your safe house is what it does and maybe what a, what your day, what it, what your day entails a safe house just like, like just like the name it's a house that is safe we assume we 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 assume that uh, it's a house that is safe but a safe house is a space where we we give survivors of gender based violence a place to call home a place to heal a place where it's not judgmental and a place where they'll get empowerment and uh, for rebirth of a queen safe house it is a space far away from your perpetrators because we are uh, we are uh, 40 km from uh, any slums in Nairobi and most of our rescues we do in Nairobi and uh, most of our rescues we do in Nairobi and the slums around Nairobi so we have created a space for survivors to 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 be far away from their perpetrators even as their cases are going on and uh, our day entails this like a normal home you waking up taking care of your bed and uh, taking care of your bed taking care of the environment that you're in uh there are days we have therapy there are days we have mentorship there are days we have uh dances there are days we we just draw to heal and uh for us at the moment we've started an empowerment project we offer cleaning services to homes and to offices this is for the girls who are 18 years and above and it's a way of uh it's a way of empowering them even as they as we pre- prepare them for their reintegration for them to go back to the society my desire as Pauline is always to raise a, a financially independent survivor because when you're financially independent the possibility of you going back to violence is very minimum and uh, apart from offering a safe house in a in rebirth of a queen we have photography and videography sessions we also teach young women to tell their stories yeah Wow, that is that is beautiful and you know I really thank you for coming on the show today. And I hope that you know if you're listening and you'd like to get involved, you'd reach out to her. You can share with us your social media platforms and I'll also be able to share them at the bottom of this link. Oh, okay. So our Facebook page is Rebirth of a Queen and Insta- Instagram too it's Rebirth of a Queen and uh Twitter it's rebirth of a queen so it's all rebirth of a queen all through and uh when you when you when you get to our social media platforms you'll be able to get our numbers and you'll be able to reach out to us when you need help and even when you can offer help to us yeah 
Okay, thank you so much, Pauline, for coming on. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on and share with us your story. And, you know, I really thank you for what you're doing because it's a beautiful thing. And I pray that that every, all your dreams will come true and that you will be able to reach as many women and children out there as you dreamed of. So I love you for listening. Thank you for coming on today. Goodbye for now. Thank you.